Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, and I am joined by Cedra Sarton. There's a little pause there. You there know, was. Would you have to think about it? I had to remember your name. You had to remember my no. name? <laughs> of course not. You did say me like once this way, didn't you? Yeah, but that was, I mean, like, I don't forget <laughs> someone's name just because I don't see them in person for a few days. Yeah. We've been doing this for a long time. I know your name. I was just trying to be, yeah. you know, trying to see what How long we've known each other, 10 and a half years of working together. Yeah. So, well, if you're listening and you want to know more about us, you can go to uh, afa.net slash the stand mm-hmm. to find some articles there if you want. Uh, and you can share those. I encourage you to share them. Mm-hmm. You can go to engagemagazine.net also to find more of this podcast. Or yes. afr.net is probably the easiest just go to afa.net. Yes, go Everybody to afa.net and just look at everything. Um, so Eventually yeah, you'll find And us. if you're wondering what in the world is Engage Magazine, what in the world is Shared Truth Plus Scripture, well, Engage is um, AFA's outreach to um, the younger Christian generation. So that is, at this point, is millennials and Generation Z. That will change as people get older and, you know, generations come and go. So, yes. um, uh, so if you have, uh, if you are a young Christian, uh, check out our content. Um, hopefully you will find it applicable to your lives as well. If you know a young Christian, uh, send them some links and uh, we would greatly appreciate that. Um, not just any links, links to some of our articles. Yes, not just any generic link. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. And <laughs> if you have anything, anything that you would like for us to pray about, uh, we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So please email us at engagefaq at afa.net. And you can also send us um, ideas if you want, if you have something you want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, Well, speaking of talking about, uh, in studio we have with us Chris Woodward from American Family News. I just wanted to tell Sheila that you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Sheila. Yeah. Sheila. And Jonathan. De- oh, yeah. We go way back. Jortham. Or Jason. You've been yeah. called Jason. I've been called Jason before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get called different names. Yeah. Chris, Polite names, but yeah, different yeah. names. Chris, you know, Chris, Chris is a, a, a not too difficult name to remember, though. It's, oh, I know. Well, I called somebody, though, uh, a few <laughs> days ago, and this is somebody that I've been interviewing for years, um, and for whatever reason, he picks up the phone and he goes, Hello, Jim! <laughs> and I was like, It's Chris Woodward. Like, you know. Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there going, I thought we were kind of friends. Yeah, really. Yeah. You know, okay. See how it is. I'm not going to do the story now. <laughs> so, it happens. It's like that one show where the guy likes to call people by the wrong name. You know what I'm talking about. Call them by the wrong name. Uh-huh, yeah, so yeah. So, just say they don't get too chummy with him. Right, right. You know? Well, um, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we have you in studio with us every month or so yes. to kind of go over um, things that are happening in the culture, things that are happening in the world that young Christians need to be aware of mm-hmm. um, in order to appropriately engage with the culture, but also to uh, be in prayer for these things. So I know there is a lot going on in the world right now. Yes, it has been a very busy week. What week hasn't been? I yeah. think I probably say that every time I'm on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most talked about things uh, this week has been the confirmation hearings for President Biden's right. Supreme Court nominee, Ketanji Brown-Jackson. She was 
um, as is required by the Constitution, uh, sitting before members of the Senate Judiciary Committee in recent days. And uh, she answered all kinds of questions. Some of them were non-answers, but she fielded a lot of questions from senators on things like gender, Mm -hmm. uh, critical race theory, or CRT as it's commonly referred to. There was also uh, questions on where she falls on the Constitution. All three of these are things that uh, impact everybody listening, uh, but also they get into some of the biblical issues, specifically when it comes to gender. Uh, for those that maybe didn't catch the confirmation hearings or you know try to avoid right. uh, <clears throat> political news, uh, bless your heart for that. Um, but S- Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, I asked uh, Brown Jackson to define a woman, and she declined to define a woman, saying she's not a biologist. And mm. as crazy as that sounds, uh, it, it became kind of a, a headline topic for 24 or 36 hours at some right. point. And the reason I bring it up on this show is because as Christians, uh, Bible believers, we know uh, that God created two genders, male and female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the even beyond the faith issue there. It, it just astounds me that somebody who went to college for a very long time, like mm-hmm. Brown Jackson did, she went to Harvard. Yeah. Not an easy school to get into. She obviously knows what yes. a woman is and she knows how to define it. But the fact that she didn't causes concern because there are a lot of issues right now that involve um, the two genders. Right. You know, Facebook and other <clears throat> Platforms and want to define all kinds of genders. Uh, people in office, uh, you know, say a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. All these things that are false. Right. And that is something that we need to be aware of as young people and to use that opportunity to maybe um, educate a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, an acquaintance mm-hmm. that, look, you know, I know the world says this and people that we see on television and maybe even vote into office believe this and that, but here's what God says. And that is that opportunity uh, for us as believers to share truth and apply scripture there. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting too. I think a couple of things. One, I think it speaks to the power of or the the recent power, I guess, I don't know how to say it, but of like that extremely vocal minority of people who are putting the pressure on mm-hmm. um, politicians and, and public officials to to act a certain way, to make decisions a certain way. The fact that she she you, yeah you like you're obvious she's a, she's a smart a smart woman. She mm-hmm. knows exactly what a woman is. She knows how to define it. She's went she went to Harvard. I I, I would not survive in Harvard. <laughs> like no. I'm not that smart. I'm not as smart as she is. Um, but the fact that she didn't answer really speaks to that power that 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 part of the culture has. Um, but also the fact that she chose to say, "I'm not a biologist." Yeah. Well, that's an admission. <laughs> that's an admission right there that it's a biological reality that a biologist would have an opinion, mm-hmm. on, as opposed to the the idea out there that sex and gender are two different things, yeah. you know, and that you can your your sex is biological, but your gender is how you choose to express that. And I understand that, especially as applied to language, that's mm-hmm. that's definitely true. Um, but it's like you can't make up your mind, can you? Like the, the, your argument doesn't hold water because you keep flip flopping between oh, is it biological or is it not? Like, right, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's been. What do you think, CJ? Well, I honestly um, was going to point people to a resource that they can use mm-hmm. uh, that comes from American Family Studios, which is with American Family Association, and it's a documentary titled "In His Image." Mm-hmm. And so, if you are not sure, like how to discuss the topics of uh, <clears throat> sexuality or transgenderism mm-hmm. or any, you know any of that kind of thing, I, I encourage you to go check that out. And I believe it's in his image dot movie. Yeah. 
I believe is the is the link where you can go and you can watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, definitely have the links for it on like AF, afa.net. Yeah. We probably oh, yeah. also have it on AFN. Yeah, and you can and you can go to our resource center probably if you want to mm. par- if you would like to purchase copies to keep in home that you can share um or whatever yeah. that you want to do. Share so them with I, people. I encourage you like if you're if if this topic is something you don't know how to discuss, I encourage you to check that resource out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another big topic, of course, has been uh, the conflict or mm-hmm. war uh, in Ukraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know everybody's heard this and that about uh, uh, attacks by Russia and whether or not they're justified. There's all kinds of you know theories out there mm-hmm. um, going around on on Facebook and on the internet where people are saying we're not getting the in- entire truth. Whatever the case may be, there are people that are seeking to do harm to others Mm -hmm. because they want something, and there are people that are dying and being injured, uh, stuff like that. All that is true. Mm-hmm. And one of the groups that uh, has been trying to help the people of Ukraine is Samaritan's Purse, right. which commonly runs to trouble uh, rather than runs away from it. And that's one of the great things about Samaritan's Purse, and we are proud uh, at AFA to be able to partner with them and, and to help share their messages uh, through AFR. Um, Ukraine is one of those situations where uh, Samaritan's Purse has a field hospital, and they've been out there uh, offering people medicine. They've done a lot of... Um, supply efforts to get people food and water, um, just all kinds of things that we take for granted. And I bring it up because, you know, I know things are expensive right now. They're probably going to be more expensive. Maybe they're not as readily available as we want to. But there are people in Ukraine that don't have something um, as readily available as hygiene items, okay? You know, we went through a situation two years ago where, and we made a lot of fun of it, mm. uh, we didn't have toilet paper <laughs> or we didn't have the kind of toilet paper that we prefer and all this other stuff. Mm. Literally, there are people mm. in Ukraine that left Mariupol, for instance, and their home is gone. Right. They have nothing to go back to. They've got nothing. Uh, they've got no money. They've got no food, and you know, and it's got to be trouble. It's got to be difficult. Uh, for um, a young person uh, or maybe a, a parent that's got a couple of kids and you got, you know, your, your son or daughter kind of pulling at your shirt, you know, when are we going to eat? Where are we go- when are we going to get to go home? And you don't get to, I don't know. We're never going to be able to go back. All these difficult things. And that's one of the, the great things about Samaritan's Purse is they are there to help. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is they're not just one of those places um, – that will go and, and help somebody and give them some food and water and stuff like that and, and never really explain to them why it is that they do what they do. Samaritan's Purse does it in Jesus' name, and they share the gospel uh, with people. Mm-hmm. We had a, a gentleman from Samaritan's Purse on campus here a few days ago, and he was talking about how uh, they went to Iraq um, a few years ago when ISIS was taking over the country, and they were uh, attacking an ethnic group called the Yazidis. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and, you know, they were able to uh, to help those people and provide them shelter, food, water, that kind of stuff. But also they shared the gospel with them. And it was it's it was such an impacted – they made such an impact that there are now a number of uh, ethnic Yazidis uh, that are Christians and actually have a Christian church there. And that is all because somebody uh, went there and they shared truth. They applied scripture. They led people to the Lord. So don't ever, you know, overlook um, – you know, an effort like that. Pray for those kinds of people. Pray for those efforts. Pray that uh, people would uh, come to Christ. And, you know, because they went there, yeah. because they, they volunteered and they shared their time, they shared Jesus, we now have brothers and sisters mm. in the faith in Iraq, right. which is not a, you know, Christian country <laughs> by any stretch. Right. And Ukraine has a Christian presence. I think a lot of people 
maybe don't realize this, but uh, there are a lot of Christians, mm-hmm. um, born again believers in Ukraine, uh, and you know. Because we helped them, they're sharing truth and applying scripture, helping other people. All these things are going to have an impact. So I do urge people to pray uh, for Samaritan's Purse, donate to them if you can, maybe volunteer some of your time. Yeah, you know, people were like, "Well, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a, a logistics person," but there are people that do something as simple as uh, paperwork and take yeah. out the trash and all kinds of stuff. And you they, know, the, and they need that. That's what I mean. They yeah. need the whole package. So, I mean, I feel like just about anybody <clears throat> could find a place there if they like and if you can't go physically go be a mm-hmm. part of it again like you said you can donate and being that we we partner with them each year to discuss their operation christmas child yeah. i think i think everybody listening knows oh, yeah. what operation christmas mm-hmm. child is they know that they do the shoe boxes and then they also have a program after that that ministers and it's a it's a full like i can't remember how many weeks it is 13 weeks i believe i think so uh a uh, study for these kids mm-hmm. and it, you mm-hmm. know and it's all about leading people to christ yeah. and help in helping them where they need so uh I, i'm with you chris i encourage yeah. people to check them out and yeah. uh you know and if you have worked with samaritan's purse we would love to hear from you please send us an email sure. engage faq at afa.net so yeah. yeah sometimes things like this pop up and you're like well i can't necessarily go overseas maybe i don't have a passport uh i'm not, I'm not vaccinated whatever the you know reason mm-hmm. may be to get on an airplane and travel thousands of miles away there are needs here at home yes uh in recent days we had tornadoes in texas and oklahoma we've all seen the video of uh, the giant funnel cloud uh tearing across new orleans they had a lot of damage there in recent days yeah uh and i bring that up because another ministry uh called eight days of hope that we've forever partnered with yeah. here at AFR. <laughs> They're actually um, in that area helping people with those uh, storm recovery efforts. But uh, Eight Days of Hope also is planning on going next month to a, a town called Laplace, Louisiana. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, it's west, northwest of New Orleans, but close. Um, and they're returning there to help people that were impacted by a hurricane last year. Mm. You know, oftentimes things, I, I bring that up because a, a storm happens in the news and we talk about it for two, three days and then we move on. And oftentimes, unfortunately, people just assume everything's great now. It's not. There are still people in Laplace uh, that were impacted by last August, I think it was, in the um, hurricane they had there. So Eight Days of Hope is going over yeah. there to help people rebuild their homes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they'll be effective for years to come. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, a few years after everybody remembers, I think everybody remembers when Katrina hit, mm-hmm. um, Hurricane Katrina, and that was a big deal. And people immediately, like, rushed in mm-hmm. to help, and that's a good thing. But I remember getting a chance to go back down to areas that were affected by that and kind of help clean, and there were still, yeah. you know, so many areas that had been left untouched, you know, where people had picked up and left and never came back. So um, it's good that they're going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was thinking too, like what an example um, Samaritan Purse is for us Christians who are, I mean, just individual Christians or even you know uh, members of congregations, um, to do these humanitarian efforts, uh, whether they're in you know local in your neighborhood or you're traveling thousands of miles, but to to not just do the act, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. to also do it in Jesus's name, like yeah. they do, and that, I really think that's that is where the real impact is um, because I mean, even, I mean, non-believers have humanitarian efforts right. and they're, gr- they're great um, uh, organizations that do amazing things for people who are in need. But when a Christian does it, there's that 
extra added weight to it. There's that eternal weight added to it. Um, and I don't think that that's something that we need to discount. Um, so definitely, um, following the example of Samaritan's Purse, when you have an opportunity to do something good, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, pay for groceries for a homeless yeah. person or, you know, travel thousands of miles, whatever that is, to to say something about the gospel, to say something about yeah. Jesus well, and to... We're commanded yeah. to do so. We're commanded yeah. to help, you know, our, our fellow people around us. Mm-hmm. So to to clothe people, to feed them, or, you know, that's something as a Christian that we're told to do. It, right. You know, and that's not the only reason they do it, but that just goes to show the weight of, like, the how important it is that you do it. It's because that we were commanded to do so. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, something that has uh, affected everybody. I'm pretty sure we've already covered this, but it doesn't appear to be getting any better. It's probably going to get worse, as I've already mentioned. Gas and food. Obviously, gas, (laughs) huge problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I mean— we pay. We are blessed here uh, in Mississippi, where we're based. We're actually paying below average prices. Right. As expensive as it is, mm-hmm. uh, mm. it's we're paying below average. I mean, there there are poor, unfortunate souls uh, in California in some places. They're paying, you know, six, seven, maybe even yes. eight bucks a gallon at this point. Whoa. Diesel's much worse. I've uh, seen people out that way posting the photos uh-huh. of the gas pumps, and I'm like. Ooh, and I'm and I get mad when I see that three ninety nine flashing. I know. Like, right. I get really upset about it. Yeah, I have uh, I have for uh, several days now only paid just uh, a little bit at a time. Um, and maybe that's probably not the best thing to do. Maybe right. I should buy it, you know, fill up my tank. Yeah. And, and, but I, I, um, I've paid a little bit at a time, and uh, I actually used a gift card uh, <laughs> that uh, I still had a few bucks on one yeah. day, and and. Um, Food obviously is getting more expensive. Uh, meat prices, uh, you might not be able to find some stuff. It's it's all blamed on things like supply chain, uh, COVID still having an impact on uh, factories and operations. Uh, people in government are blaming Vladimir Putin for some stuff uh, because Russia and Ukraine actually mm-hmm. provide a lot of uh, wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I say it's going to get worse because there have been news stories in recent days um, that uh, maybe even fertilizer is going to become um, – Hard to find, more expensive stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, it is it is a time to pray, yeah. but also as Christians, and we've already covered this a bit. I know with uh, Samaritans and the eight days discussion, but it is an opportunity for us as uh, young people uh, to maybe share mm-hmm. uh, what we have, uh, maybe give somebody a ride, right? Uh, maybe give them a few bucks uh, to get them a couple of gallons of gas. I know it doesn't get very far, but it's something. Right. Uh, if you've got maybe an extra loaf of bread or you've got some leftovers and you know somebody uh, that you work with, somebody you live next door to is going through hard times, um, you know, share with them what you can. Right, yeah. Um, and that is an opportunity, too. You don't, you don't have to go far to witness for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't really, uh, you know, how you respond to certain things too, just just how you live your life. People notice. You may you may actually live next door to somebody uh, that you've never really talked to uh, very much. Maybe you've been socially distancing mm-hmm. to try to combat the spread or and all that for the last couple of years. But people do notice. You know, if, if you're walking out the door two or three times on a Sunday uh, and you're uh, dressed better than you normally are, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> walking to your car, people people know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to uh, 
It's not going to the local wings joint for lunch, uh, especially <laughs> if you're carrying a Bible. Maybe you do carry a Bible to the wings right. lunch, and that's good for you. But, um, you know, there are things that you can do, and people take notice. And one of the things that you can do to be a blessing to somebody is to share something. Maybe even um, offer to give somebody a ride a couple of days a week. Yeah. Um, you know, to help them save a little bit of gas. Maybe encourage people to carpool. All these kinds of things. Uh, if you have the means to get an electric car or a hybrid, that's certainly an option. Yeah. Uh, but not everybody really wants to jump into financing a vehicle right now. Probably not. Uh, and maybe they live in a place where they can't charge their right. car as easily right. as politicians and uh, special interest groups may right. want. So I, I just bring it up again because uh, I want people to be aware of it. Um, oftentimes we're so frustrated by the news that we tune it out mm-hmm. and we, we don't pay any attention to it. I unfortunately sometimes avoid even going into the store mm-hmm. i don't ask how much we're paying for i don't want to know yeah but, you yeah know, <laughs> but uh there there are people out there uh i've heard a pastor say before you know be kind to everybody because everybody's going through something everybody's going through high prices right now for right. to get by right so it's an opportunity for you to to share the truth and help people yeah yeah well and i was thinking too um you, you could even go step further you know and 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 do things like uh, community gardens and stuff. You know, we're entering mm-hmm. into spring now, and that would be that would be a, a way to pull a community together and and to get to know your neighbors. And uh, maybe with you know, depending on where you are, people care in certain degrees about you know social distancing mm-hmm. more than others. But um, the things like that, like pulling together and and you know working together to get through these hard times, I think. Uh, like you said, Chris, an excellent way to um, have that influence people's lives that um, maybe they didn't have before, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe they don't have a Christian in their lives and right. maybe you could be that person. Right. And, you know, just to, just to you know, kind of help be a, a mentor to somebody's kids, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, there there is undoubtedly uh, a single mom somewhere uh, mm-hmm. raising a couple of kids on uh, what the world would call a low-income um, salary. Yeah. You know, maybe she's working at a restaurant or a fast-food place. She's got a couple of kids. Um, she's got rent. Uh, utilities have to be paid. The kids need something yeah. uh, to wear to school, all these kinds of things. And when she is now paying, I don't know, $30 more for a tank of gas yeah. or more, depending on where she lives, that means that's less of something for her and those kids. Right, right. And, you know— when you're driving down Main Street later today or tomorrow or whatever, look for the people that are walking on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are commuting to work, um, you know, look for people out there that look like they're struggling. Uh, if, if you're if you're at the gas station and you're uh, you know losing more money than you want to, <laughs> if you're getting robbed at the pump, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, take a look at the people that are standing around yeah. getting gas. I guarantee you there is somebody that literally is pumping gas today mm-hmm. that has no idea what they're going to do tomorrow because right. of what they're paying today. Right. And that is an opportunity for you to give them, you know what, you know, hey, I've got 10 bucks here. Right. Uh, you know, I know um, we all... The cost it would take you to go to um, a high coffee, high-priced coffee joint today, mm-hmm. the the amount of money that you would normally spend on that, you could give to somebody today, tomorrow, right. next week, very soon, just to help them get a couple of gallons of gas, right. or to get a loaf of bread and a jar of peanut butter, assuming they don't have peanut allergies. You know, <laughs> give them ask. give them something. <laughs> right. uh, and you know, if they ask him, "Why are you doing this?" You know, Jesus, you know, 
wants me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus loves me. He, he provides for me. I'm, I'm providing for you. Let me tell you about Jesus. Find that way to be that Christian in that right. moment. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And um, I was just thinking, too, when you were talking about being a mentor to somebody's kids, uh, kind of going back to our earlier discussion when we were talking about the confirmation hearings, um, it, it saddens me to see, to kind of look out in the culture and see these really, really, really young kids get swept up in this gender identity, mm-hmm. you know, world. Yeah. And, and, and just confused by that and, and kind of lured into, into dark, dark things. And this is an opportunity when, when we're all kind of going through, when, when Christians and non-Christians alike are going through the same kinds of suffering, it's an opportunity to, you know, be in that person's life. And to have that kind of influence, so that if there if there if there is you know a single mom who has a couple of kids, and and you and your your spouse you know want to be involved in in their lives, you can be that godly influence. You can you can be that light, and because you don't know what might be going on in their lives, mm-hmm. and you don't know the kinds of things that they are involved in. Right. You know yeah. what I mean. And I want to encourage churches mm-hmm. to get yes. to, I mean, to get together and think of some, like, what kind of programs can you do that is going to benefit the people in your community mm-hmm. that, that are struggling right now? You know, maybe, maybe you can get together and have gift cards yeah. that, for gas or something like that. And then they can go, you know, through and pay for gas that way. Or you can like, you know, put together some sort of, uh, like food donation, yeah. yes. So people mm-hmm. can go through and and, and grocery shop, and yeah. everybody can, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if your church is willing and able, and you have the manpower to do it, then yeah. I had a uh, a pastor um, tell me recently that he was, you know, kind of thinking about uh, changing how services may be this summer if things get worse, gas price wise. Mm-hmm. Where uh, instead of having, let's say, a morning service. Uh, and a night service, and there's a several hour break in between. Right. They were thinking about just doing, you know, one big service, yes. having kind of encouraging everybody to bring a little something to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all, you know, you fellowship and have, you know, have a meal together, even if it's just PB and J's. And then you, you know, have some more preaching, and you go, you know, you go home. Right. Um, and you kind of think, well, you know, why not just cut it back to one service? Uh, that's for that deacon board and that pastor to decide and the and the congregation, mm-hmm. of course. But uh, you don't want to just stop uh, right. ministering to people in these kinds of moments. You want to find mm-hmm. ways to minister to people um, and don't make it to where they don't have something to uh, fall on. Um, you know, you want to give them something to lean on, and, yeah. that, and that is the gospel. That's mm-hmm. the word of God. Absolutely. And, and, and speaking of the gospel, the gospel tells us that Jesus is king. And mm-hmm. that everything that we are going through in our lives, all the struggles, all the suffering, he has already gone through that before us. Amen. And so if he yeah. can do it uh, and at the other side of that defeat death, yeah. then that is our hope and that is the hope that we uh, continue to share with the world. So thank you so much, Chris, for thank being you. on with us, um, bringing these stories to light. Uh, these are things that we need to be praying about. Um, and until uh, next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture. <laughs>